0: Welcome to Literary Lark, the show that examines trends in indie publishing, fiction, and anything related to books. Hello and welcome to Literary Lark. I'm your host, Daniel Adorno, and this is the second episode of the show. I thank you all for tuning in to the show. Uh, Recently, I was able to get the show onto iTunes, so if you wish to listen to this on your iPod or iPad or whatever iDevices you'd like, then head over to iTunes and you can do that if you wish. So today, I uh, want to discuss these um, first steps to publishing your book. Basically, this is going to be a series of podcasts looking at the process of getting your book written and published and even some marketing tidbits that I've learned uh, in my journey as an author. And I think that will be useful to you, whatever stage you're at, whether you're still in the uh, frustrated writer stage wishing to get a book out, or if you have a book, and it's in that manuscript um, stage, and you want to publish it. So there are lots of benefits to listening to this podcast and to this series. Um, so uh, the, the series title is uh, First Steps to Publishing Your Book. So this is the first part of that. So uh, with this show, I want to specifically look at writing your book. So if you are a writer, or uh, maybe you've thought about writing, and the idea appeals to you very much, but never got around to it, this would be the show that uh, will introduce you to some ways to uh, get that going, get the ball rolling. Uh, Or maybe you have written some short stories or poems, but you've always wanted to look ahead to something bigger and grander, like a book then, again, this is the place to be. So, uh, just to give you a few stats that I looked up on writing, and these uh, may be questionable. I, you know, I, I looked into the, the sources as best as I could, but one stat that I looked at uh, was about uh, people who want to write a book in America. Uh, the statistic is 81% of Americans want to write books, which is a staggering statistic, but... The uh, counter to that is that ninety seven percent of people that uh, start a book do not finish. so there's a bunch of people that want to write books, some start, but the majority do not finish and this might describe you. you might be in this spot where you've always wanted to look at a uh, at looking at, at being an author, but that has never just materialized for you. And I hope that I can provide some encouragement for you to do that, to become uh, an author, to get a book out there and get it completed. So one of my uh, things that I want to discuss today is why I believe everyone should write a book. Now, there are lots of books out there, especially in the self-publishing market. Some are better than others, arguably. Uh, Some have better quality. Some are not so good. Uh, there's a lot of stinkers out there um, on Amazon and, and sm- Smashwords and, and all that. But I still believe that it's important for people to write a book, especially if you have that as a desire or a goal in your life. You should write a book. And my reasons are that writing a book uh, helps to create discipline. Uh, as a writer, it will create lots of discipline. We'll get into that a little more as the show goes on. But... Beyond creating discipline, it's also a way to understand uh, the writing process. Get some um, behaviors and habits in your own life that will allow you to be successful as a writer Uh, because writing a book is just, it's a long race. There's a lot going into it and it could be compared to something like running a marathon where you have to train and and really uh, be disciplined and, and have all the tools available to To get it done, but I think everyone should take on that endeavor because it will, at the end of it, not only is it just this great accomplishment and uh, there's all the accolades. Not really, there's not a ton of accolades, but there is the satisfaction of knowing that you started this thing, you got it done, and saw it to to the end, and it's an amazing feeling. And uh, people tend to look at you differently after you've written a book and. uh, it shouldn't only be because of that you shouldn't just do it because you want people to have a different opinion of you but you should do it uh, if it's on your bucket list and um, if you are looking and pursuing the beyond just writing uh, small pieces of fiction or just or poems or wherever you're at uh, in your writing journey so with that let's get into um, some some methods to writing a book, to starting a book. So, if you are at the stage right now where you've maybe written some short stories, um, and I'm specifically going to be talking to fiction writers. Uh, for those of you who have, that write nonfiction, some of these things will still apply, but some may not. Um, so, uh, hopefully, you can still get something out of it. I, that is my my goal: is to get to have every writer get something out of it. But uh, if uh, if you don't um, obviously leave me <laughs> some feedback about it, and uh, because I, myself I'm I'm just a fiction writer, uh, so the nonfiction piece it's a little different. But for those of you that are mainly genre fiction writers uh, and have written short stories, uh, but now you're looking t- into transitioning to writing a book, uh, some of the methods that have worked for me, some even some little tips, um, have been truly beneficial and one of the things that I would encourage you to do if you are starting this book writing process is to look up word counts for the genre you're writing in. There are uh, different word counts for different genres. Um, For my genre of fantasy, the the word count tends to be pretty high. If you look at any works like uh, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, uh, they tend to be pretty thick books. Pretty much in the 100,000 to 200,000 word count um, range. So it's a lot of writing and it's definitely uh, tough. My own book is just shy of the $100,000 100, $100, mark. Uh, that would be a very expensive book. Uh, the 100,000 word mark, it's about 84,000 words. And the reason I chose to go below the average is because at the time I wrote the book, I was seeking the traditional publishing path. And for fantasy, most literary agents and publishers want to have a book that is in that $80,000 to $100,000 range if it's fantasy. So I kind of kept it light and didn't uh, make a push for a huge word count so that I wouldn't scare off literary agents or publishers when I submitted it. Now, that being said, if you're more leaning towards the independent publishing path, and we'll get into this more in the series, uh, in later podcast episodes, but if you're looking at the independent publishing path, this isn't going to be as big of a deal. However, I do encourage you to still look up word counts if you're looking at self-publishing because readers have a standard whether they know it or not, of uh, length when it comes to the genre they like. So if you're a romance writer and you decide you're going to put out a 250,000 word romance uh, on the shelves, it's very likely that you're not going to get the, that market, that those readers, because romance novels are not typically that long, at least from what I've seen, um, not being a romance reader myself, but Uh, it seems like they're lighter than a fantasy book. Um, And then other books, such as Young Adult, they tend to be kind of mid-range. You're looking at 70 to 80,000 words. So there are exceptions to the rule, of course. But look up the word counts uh, for your genre and make a note of that, because that can be your target for how many words your book needs to be. And it helps you solidify where you want to go. Because you might just have 10,000 words and you're unsure of how long this book should be. And having that end goal in mind will really make the journey a lot easier. Because then you can just kind of have these milestones along the way with each each 10,000 words or 20,000 words or whatever it may be. So look up the word counts for your genre uh, when you're starting out with the book writing. Second, I would say set a writing goal each day. Um, it's very important that you uh, plan for this because it's going to be, like I said, if you're running a marathon, you need to train, you need to be disciplined. And I think the same applies for writing a book. You need to have a goal each day, whether that's whether today is a writing day or it's not a writing day. You should plan that out too. So uh, you don't get discouraged if there's a day. And if you And don't make your writing goals... Unrealistic. You know, you each of you knows your schedule the best. You know what times of day are the most busy for you, or if you work full time, or if you're a student, or whatever it may be. You you know when the best times in the day are to write, based on your schedule. So make it a realistic goal. Make it specific. You know, to to the words you want. Um, one of the places that I think is very helpful in this area. Is um, the NanoRIMO website? Uh, that's N A N O R W. Sorry, let's spell that again one more time. N A N O W R I M O dot org. NanoRIMO uh, it stands for National Novel Writing Month. Every November, this uh, organization uh, comes together, brings uh, would-be authors together to finish a book in thirty days. It's an aggressive goal. I've partaken in in, in that. Um, annual November um, writing challenge, and it's it's very rewarding. You um, are tasked with writing about 1,700 words a day, um, give or take, and it's, it's challenging. It really pushes you to the limit to do that 30 days in a row, um, and if you slack off on a few days, then you have to make that up uh, the next day you write. So it's tough, but... It keeps you motivated, so that might be something to look into. Maybe you, you know, as you're plotting what your book's about, looking at you know, researching things and how, what character names and things like that. Some of that stuff takes a little longer than you expect. Uh, you can, you know, we have a long time till November. I, I believe NanoRimo has a, uh, I think in April, or maybe it's March. You'll have to look on the website has uh, another opportunity uh, a month where they, you know, uh, start the challenge, start that writing challenge, and um, you might want to join. It might be very, if you're one of those people like me who needs a kick in the pants to get things done, then NaNoWriMo might be for you. Uh, You get email updates and uh, encouragement to get to your writer or your writing goals. So it's something to look into for sure. But I think what that organization really capitalizes on is this idea that you have a writing goal each day, a word count you need to meet. And whether or not you participate in NaNoWriMo, you should always have something you're striving for. And I think a daily word count is helpful. Uh, But if that's too uh, stringent, then perhaps uh, a weekly word count. But I wouldn't go beyond weekly. If you start doing monthly word counts or quarterly, you know, word counts, then you're, it's just a, invitation to slack off on the writing, and I think that even though there are authors that take a long time to write books, you know, maybe a few years to write a really good book, I, I don't know how long it um, took some of the, you know, classic works out there to, to write their books, I, I imagine it would have taken longer than a month than what NanoRimo is pushing for, but um, you don't want to let too much time go by between uh, your writing because it you lose motivation, you lose interest, and it becomes very tempting to just put that manuscript aside that you've started. So uh, my advice is set a writing goal each day, make it realistic. Uh, and um, one of the things I do, which may not work for everyone, but it's helpful for me, is that I tend to take one hour out of the day, uh, or 30 minutes even, any little bit is better than nothing and write early in the morning i wake up pretty early to go to work and it's helpful in that time before i go on my commute to just pull out the laptop start writing listen to some music that really gets me in that writing mood and punch out a few hundred words it's not a lot but it's something and it keeps that momentum going that i think is very helpful to anyone that wants to to write a book to get to that goal of getting a book completed so really take that seriously to to have that goal each day whatever it looks like for you um, but it's 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 very instrumental in getting the book done because it's a big it's a big feat to get a book done um, it's let's not um kid ourselves that in our very fast-paced busy culture It's hard to sit down and turn off all the distractions, all the noise, and write. So, really take that seriously. On the other side of the coin, don't beat yourself up if you don't get to those word counts. It's not the end of the world if you don't meet your daily word counts or if you've slacked off a few days. Because what ends up happening, and this is very common with writers, at least with me and some other writers I've spoken to, is that you just get kind of in this slump and think, I'm just not a good writer. I'm not disciplined enough. I I just can't do this. But you can. You really can. It just takes time. It takes time to develop some of these habits, especially if you've never written a book before, a full-length book. And you need to be consistent and get back on the horse. If you've been uh, lazy for the last few days, get back on the laptop and start cranking out some words and just keep writing. That's probably the best advice I can give, is keep writing. Uh, Even if it's not your best work, even if it's not the full word count you initially made, keep writing, keep going. It will, again, get that momentum that will be very helpful to finish a book. So those are just a few of my methods uh, that have worked for me in getting my first book done and as I'm working on my next one. Uh, now I want to kind of transition to tools of the trade, things that you should use for writing. If you've never written a book before, you should have something uh, that a uh, word processor of some sort. And the most common one is Microsoft Word. I think most PCs either have Word on them, or you've bought Word, or you've. Used, I don't know of anyone that has never used Microsoft Word. If you've if you've ever if you've been in college, or needed to use it for work you've come across it in some way or another. I suppose if you own an Apple or a Mac or a Mac computer, then it's, um, I don't really know, actually, I'm not an Apple guy, so I don't know what the word processor on there is, but maybe that would be the counterpart that uh, more people are familiar with if you're an Apple person. But for my purposes, Microsoft Word is the go-to um, word processor on a computer, on a laptop, I'll give you my pros and cons for Microsoft Word. The pros are that it's everywhere. I mean, you can find it. uh, I believe uh, Microsoft has a OneDrive. onedrive OneDrive.com allows you to log on and just start typing on their word processor. They do... I think there's a plan that charges you for the amount of uh, gigabytes that you have on their cloud um, service, but... That's a free option if you don't want to pay the hundreds of dollars for Microsoft Word. But again, I think most laptops, uh, PCs, have it uh, as part of their programs. So it's good because it's so readily available, and it's pretty easy, straightforward word processor. You just open it up, open a new document, start typing. Um, The cons are that when you're typing something as long as a book, which is a very long document, especially if you're writing a fantasy novel and it's 100,000 words, it's hard to go back and look at some of the things you wrote before. So if you're on chapter 20 of your fantasy novel, and you want to go all the way back to chapter 2. That's a lot of scrolling. And sometimes hitting the Control f function and finding a specific word will help, but it's still very tedious. takes a long time to go back, look through that long document in Microsoft Word. But it's also, again easy to come by microsoft word it's readily available there's plenty of um, tips and tricks uh, in that program because of how widespread it is but for me i would recommend another program it's called scrivener that's uh, it's spelled s-c-r-i-v-e-n-e-r scrivener it's probably the best program on the market for writers it is a word processor like word But it's so much more than that. It has just millions of features. If you Google Scrivener, you will see countless tutorials. There are coaches for Scrivener. There is just a lot. And the reason I recommend it is because you not only get the word processor aspect where you can make a document and start writing, but it allows you to actually make divisions in your writing. So if you've got 20 chapters, then it allows you to make these almost like mini documents within a big document with partitions and divisions of your chapters so you can easily just click back and there's chapter one or there's chapter two and those divisions don't necessarily have to be chapter length you could make them as long or as short as you want they can just be a scene in your story um, or half the chapter whatever you want there's a lot of customization options there's a lot that you can um, look into as far as tutorials it allows you to convert your document into multiple um, uh, multiple files a word doc file or a text file or a rich text file a PDF and even ebooks it can uh, make a mobi file for a Kindle or an epub file for any other um, device like a Nook or a tablet that would read that. So it's very versatile and it's only about forty dollars which is a bargain compared to Microsoft Word which I believe is in the 300 to 500 dollar range if you bought it straight up. So Scrivener is my recommendation for um, authors and writers who are looking to write a book because it just lays things out very nicely. Um, Last tool that I recommend is uh, Ohm Writer it's uh, ommwriter.org is the website, and um, if you didn't catch any of these resources or links, um, I will, they will be on the show notes, so don't worry if you um, didn't catch it or if I misspelled it or got it wrong. So OMWriter is a very simple application, it's available for Macs and for PC, It Generally, the purpose of Ohm Rider is that it gets you in that writing mood, gets you in the zone. So when you download Ohm Rider, put it on your laptop, open it up, all you get is just it totally takes up the entire screen. Everything else goes away. You don't see your Windows bar or anything else. Everything else is completely taken over by Ohm Rider and it plays very soothing music that is supposedly helpful in triggering your creative abilities I'm not sure how documented or tested that is but I can tell you this when I use it it definitely gets me in a writing mood and it blocks out all distraction all visual distraction it's a very simple editor that or a processor that um, uses simple text there's no autocorrect there's no grammar options like in Word because those things can tend to be distracting so it's very helpful. It's very um, soothing, almost. It, it just kind of gets you into the artsy part of writing. And I use it in uh, conjunction with Scrivener. Often what, I, what I've what i been doing with my new book that I'm working on is I'll write a chapter in writer get into the writing mood, and really um, just do an hour of writing on writer When I'm done, I'll copy-paste whatever I've written into Scrivener. And Scrivener then becomes more of my strategic or uh, organizational tool for getting the book chapters and everything uh, the way I want it so but of course you can just use Scrivener or Word and put on headphones and listen to some soothing music as well but there's just something about Ohmrider I can't really explain it that really gets me in that writing mood and it might work for you too so check that out Uh, the link will be on the show notes so To kind of conclude this episode, I just want to say that writing a book takes discipline. It really is a long haul, a long journey, but with um, the right habits in place, you know, looking up word counts, setting a goal, um, not beating yourself up, but just kind of pacing yourself and uh, really um, being intentional about what you want to accomplish in this journey will be very helpful it takes a bit of planning and uh, a lot of writers don't at least ones that i i speak for myself don't tend to be planners don't tend to be organized they just kind of like the art of writing and just you know i just want to be carefree and and write this book and not really care about management and organization and all that but that can sometimes be a recipe for disaster so look at these tools uh, observe these methods uh, research ways that you can kind of have these little um, tips and tricks of the of the craft to get a book together and get it um, organized. And um, the amount of time that it takes to write the book is up to you. It's really up to your schedule, how much you want to invest in this. You can do it in 30 days, like NaNoWriMo, maybe even less than that if you're just hardcore about it. Um, or it might take you a year. But I think it's important that you examine where you want to be and what your goals are, and if you're really serious about writing a book, um, go do it. it. It all all it takes is just being intentional, making that goal, and you know getting down to the nitty-gritty of writing. So that's today's episode: first steps to publishing your book, to writing your book. Um, like I said, I'm on iTunes, Literally Lark. Uh, if you like this episode, please give me a review. I'd certainly appreciate it. Um, you can find me at danieladorno.com. That's d-a-n-i-e-l-a-d-o-r-n-o.com. I'm also on Facebook under Daniel A. Adorno, and under and uh, Twitter, I'm uh, my um, my Twitter name is uh, Lucid_Ghost. So please check me out there. Give me a shout out if you like the podcast or if you like the blog and i'll also just give a little plug for the blade air this is my fantasy book it's available on amazon so check that out thanks so much for listening today